from WefTech 2021 in Chicago. I'm Amanda Holloway, host of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. And whether you're a longtime listener or new to the podcast, I'd like to welcome you to this special series about wastewater technology, management, and infrastructure. I'm excited to be back here, and I've got a great roster of guests lined up for you, covering topics ranging from advancements in treatment technology to how the industry is adjusting to the new norm of ongoing natural disasters and weather events. Enjoy the show. All right, I am Amanda Holloway, a host of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, and I'm delighted to be joined today by George Hawkins and his wife, Natalie Hawkins. George is the founder and CEO of Moonshot Missions, and Natalie is the chief operating officer for Moonshot Missions. This is my first time being able to meet you in person, George, So, and, and I get to do the same with you, uh, <laughs> um, but we've had you on the show before, and we're really glad to have you back. I'm so glad, I was so glad to see you here. It's, it's one of the things I love about WefTech happening this year is I'm seeing people in person. So you and I have met virtually, but it's just nothing compares to seeing people in person, having the personal engagement. Everybody here is just more than anything else, loving the fact we're seeing each other as people. Water sector's great, people are great, that be together is so, so wonderful. So great to see you today. Yeah, well, thank you. WefTech, I guess, well, let's start there. What are you, what are you guys excited about at the show this year? How's the show been going for you? Um, what I've been most excited about is what I just mentioned, which is seeing everybody. I think everybody feels that way. It's like seeing old family members that you've missed for several years. And all the reunions are so striking. It's, it's, there's not as many people here. It's still obviously being very careful and budgets are tight. But um, it's a good group and it's really wonderful to see everybody. What's fascinating is to see what's... Because having been to WefTech two years ago and then having a very long interval with nothing, to see how things have changed. It's a slightly smaller trade floor, but you could tell that there has been a lot of technology that has been evolving. The world has not stopped while we have not been meeting. So it's been really cool to see what are the updates, what are the new things, what is, what's the cutting edge technologies and how they continue to advance, um, which is then connected to what Natalie and I are trying to do with Moonshot, which is how to help entities that really need the benefit of these technologies learn about them and adopt them. Because the message that I still get from WefTech every time I come here is that we don't have an innovation or a technology problem. There's incredible technologies at the ready. We have an adoption issue. How to help utilities, particularly those in need, identify and adopt them. And that still strikes me the most when I'm here. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What are, what, what are the barriers to adoption? What I would say on the barriers for most utilities and underserved communities is straight resource. And the way I describe it when I engage with these utilities is that they run fire departments. Really good, committed people, dedicated, but they're responding to problems like when the fire hits and mobilizing their trucks to respond. That is absolutely the most expensive way to run any operation. And also after the risk has happened. So people are at risk because there's a sewer backup or a water main break or whatever the problem is and now you're responding. What's possible is that you be preventative. You solve the problem before it happens. It's less expensive. There's no public health. The question is how to identify and adopt those strategies. That takes time. It takes money. And those are the two things that underserved communities don't have. So that's where Moonshot is trying to help, is help provide that access to identify it and help a utility identify what those things are and put them in place. So it's really, what you see at WefTech is mostly the, mostly the supply, all the cool things that are out there. What we're interested in, what Natalie and I work on, is the demand, how to help the organizations that can adopt them and put them in place. 
So, Natalie, tell me a little bit more about what you do as the COO of Moonshot. I try to keep this guy under control. And just to follow up on what he was saying about being disconnected, George, as we know, is a huge visionary and speaker. So he's been going nuts, not being able to meet people in person. So really exciting to be here, too, and to have George connecting. Um, but um, I am in charge of, I mostly do strategy with George. Um, I'm hiring, which is something we should talk about because we're trying to scale up, as George said, to meet the demands that are coming. Um, so I'm in charge of, you know, creating our hub of volunteers. It's amazing how many volunteers we can get because of George's status, you know, and that's all I really need to say. And that's, it's been incredible how many people are just drawn to Moonshot because of George and a couple other really senior people we have like on the CEO level. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think you all know that George, you know, brand DC water for nine years. Um, totally changed that place around, had a lot of luck. They had a lot of resources. So we were um, given the opportunity of a grant to, you know, to start something else. And George started this nonprofit because all these underserved communities don't have access to the resources. As he said, you know, the engineer is the CEO is the human resources and they're the nicest people, but they just, yeah, they're putting out fires. So it's been really rewarding to work for Moonshot and be able to start helping these, you know, these companies. What I appreciate that Natalie does is that there's great to have vision. Ultimately, you have to operationalize the vision. What are the steps we are going to take? If you were the utility and you're a harassed GM doing, you're the chief engineer, you're hiring people, you've got 25 staff, not 2,000 staff, and how can you help me? What are the steps and can we replicate that? Does it sound just like what Asylum does? What Natalie helps with is, so we have this concept, how to operationalize it. Take the pieces and put them together and then implement them in a replicable strategy, which is just what Xylem does, by the way, which I know you're Xylem and <laughs> solving waters. You have technologies and how do you repeat them at a cost that's affordable to the utility but has these great benefits. So it's the same kind of topic that Xylem worries about at a mm -hmm. much smaller scale. And what I need is someone like Natalie who's able to help me operationalize it. There's another friendly face. Hey. Dave Henderson just walked by, who's the head of XPV Water Partners. Gosh, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. I, I no, I love it. This is, I mean, this is yeah. everybody that's listening is like, I, I wish I could right. be there. I can, I can tell that yeah. they're having a great time. So I was, while you were talking about, you know, hiring and, and volunteers and, and finding people to support, are you running into the same challenges that all business, all industries are running into in terms of finding qualified people and just getting people hired like are you are you seeing that as an issue or are or are these utilities having problem also with staffing and keeping those folks on site I would say two things what I've what we're finding is there's a tremendous reservoir of goodwill in the water sector of people who are busy but are still trying willing to try to help their brethren because we know there's so many communities out there that are good people struggling away. And it's not, they're not, not, they're not smart. It's not that they're not capable. It's just they don't have the, I barely have enough employees to run the system, let alone spend a week evaluating digital this or when am I going to have the time to do that? And even if I had the time to do that, when am I going to have the money to do it? But I want Natalie to describe one of our latest volunteers who's asylum employee. Because the, the and we checked with, make sure it was okay. <laughs> don't worry. But it's a volunteer. For her, who's on the technology side in Solon, she's going to have an opportunity to work with utilities. So by volunteering with us, she's going to learn a whole world. This is great. That she would not necessarily get 
at Xylem, at least in her current role. And what we get is access to uh, technology. You want to tell her about her? She's a young girl. We get a lot of young people that are interested. Most of them have heard about George, but they come in so enthusiastic. And again, they just have this opportunity to work with, I, I think, the world's top water leaders. I personally think we have. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's coming from an engineering background. So sometimes we hire people. Um, that's really what breaks down our, our volunteers is some are engineer background and some are just pure research. We need both. And what I love about Moonshot is, first of all, we've got George and David St. Pierre and Andy Cricken, who are probably the nicest people in the world and so passionate. Um, so I have to say on our, on our weekly calls, I'd say at least one, once a month we tear up because the work we do is so touching. And you know, one of our, one of our uh, CEOs went out to the Native American lands and we're helping, um, like the suit. we've got a couple tribes that we're working with. Um, a quick story, there's this lady named Grandma Sarah who lives in a trailer with no electricity, no water, basically. She's 82 years old, she herds the sheep, she has two disabled sons, um, she's fallen down her ramp a couple times, and you know, the son has to walk like, I don't know, five miles and back every morning. So these are the types of people we're helping, along with underserved communities. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I love getting the young people because I tell them, unlike other internships they may have, they get to work on projects that really matter, that are so rewarding. And, you know, rather than writing reports and handing it to CEOs they never see it again, they really get into this and it's been amazing. So on that level, the junior people and also the much more senior people are ready to come in and start. So we've been, no, I'd say unlike the industry, we've been very lucky to have people wanting to come to us and we can hire hopefully more. And what I love about um, the Xylem volunteer is I truly think this is beneficial. It's all good on sort of a values, but in a straight business sense, because I know one of the things that Xylem is trying to build, and it's not either, I'm always impressed that on the business side, there's not a great understanding of what it's like to be on the public side. And on the public side, there's not a great understanding of what it's like to be on the business side. They are such different worlds. And so I always thought the more cross-fertilization there is of each side seeing more of the other, the better the collaboration in the business, both business and values will be in the future. And for uh, this young woman, and I've talked to uh, Patrick and others uh, to expand this. By the way, that Native American tribe, we're working with the Navajo in Arizona and the Sioux in South Dakota. Both of those projects have a potential for a watermark grant from Xylem yeah. to enable the, pro, the delivery of clean water to people who have never had it, not sometimes, not ever had it at the tap. And in the case of the Navajo, the water source that they're using is an agricultural water source that is laced with arsenic and uranium, it's untreated. Yeah. So we're gonna put in a system that, that Xylem is gonna help fund that will deliver clean water to this community for the first time ever. What's remarkable and what tears you up is that they're so hardy. It's like they're not complaining about their lot. They are the, it doesn't mean it's a good lot, but they are just, we can do this, we've lived this way, or we're a tough, resourceful people. And actually, they're quite happy as people, but they're drinking unsafe water in a solution that is implementable. And, uh, and for someone in Thailand to be able to take the technology and the know-how they have and see it applied in a way that's that meaningful, it's amazing. Or with a utility where they're talking to a utility. That's how a utility thinks. Or when next time I'm on the business side talking to a utility, I have a better sense of how they operate. And for us, because I have to say, 
I know a lot about the utility world at the GM level. Do I know technology very well? Not really. To rely on those younger people to say, no, here's how it works, and right. here's what we've got, and here's the latest thing. So they're bringing technology knowledge that's second nature to this generation, where for me, it's like uh, it takes me about a half an hour just to make one PowerPoint page, and, <laughs> and then the colors don't line up, and the words are all off, and all the rest, because mm -hmm. that's my generation. I used to do this with a pen and a paper. But what a great combination of, of services, and great for Xylem, I think, and great for us, and great for the sector. It's, it's really so many different wins. Well, thanks for sharing those powerful projects yeah. with, with me. Um, I'm wondering if you have some other updates on what you're working on aside from these these tribes you're supporting, uh, other updates from Moonshot? I would say, because I think this is very relevant um, for everyone in the sector, and, and we all know that the infrastructure bill in Washington, D.C. Is, is still in limbo despite bipartisan support. I'm still hopeful. I'm from D.C. and watch it with some pain like the rest of us. <laughs> but even if that bill were not passed, the American Rescue Plan had significant funds for water infrastructure. The state revolving funds, there's two of them, one for drinking water, one for wastewater. Um, both have more funding than they've ever had. There's funding for stormwater. There's more federal funding currently for water than there has been since the construction grants program in the 70s. And it's all gonna be coming to the states next year, maybe. Let's be authorized, let's go through a process, then the state, there's a lot of steps that it takes for that money to be available. The big issue for us and for Xylem and for everyone in this sector is to make sure that money is spent in a way that transforms systems, doesn't just replace them. And what the phrase I use is rather than shovel ready, which is if I have an old thing, I replace it with a new thing, but the th same thing. That's easy to do, easy to design, easy to implement. Right. Shovel worthy. A project that isn't just replacing the old thing in kind. Let's put in a new valve that has a sensor on it that will alert us when there's a pressure problem before the water main break. That'll take a little extra time and money to prepare, but the payoff is multiple. And that's the issue before all of us. This generational investment in federal money. How to make sure it is targeted to the projects that transform water systems, not just replace older infrastructure. And I think that is right in front of us. And we can do this. Xylem has got what? I can go to the Xylem booth. I love the Xylem booth. There's so much stuff there. Like, oh my God, look at the capabilities here. The question is making sure those, not just for Xylem, all the companies in there. This is going to benefit everybody in the sector. Everybody's boat will rise. If we can get shovel-worthy projects being what is being designed and implemented. But I think that takes guidance and support. And that's what Moonshot has been designed specifically to do. Yeah, we've been talking about that, that the two parts are the infrastructure money coming in and that can't, we, we feel like we're the linchpin sort of behind, you know, between the infrastructure money coming in and the projects. And just as George said, I mean, with Xylem and, and just years of experience, there's so many innovative ideas that we're excited to use that money in a really um, beneficial way, unlike, as he said, just, you know, replacing things. So. We are gearing up. That's another reason we need to hire more staff um, because we want to be ready when those funds come out to put that money into the right projects. Um, so that's, we feel like we're sort of one of the only people. I mean, that's what we do is there's lots of funding and money coming through, but Moonshot is able to direct it um, to certain projects, which is great. And what, I, what I'm fascinated on that is what a business-like issue that is for Moonshot. And I haven't, I've been mostly in the public sector my whole life, but 
we could have organic growth at a person, at a person, and over time grow. But this federal funding is going to come in a burst. We can't afford to wait. And it's, it's so this is not really because we want to build a big, powerful. No, it's there's a, a value and a purpose and a need that's right in front of us. And can all of us step up to be at the ready to make sure that that's done well? That's not going to be just moonshot. We're by ourselves. No matter how fast we scale up, we're not big enough. We're going to need partners in all over. And I think no, no question, Xylem is one of them. RCAP, the Rural Community Assistance Partnership, there's a lot of other organizations we will partner with because they have networks that pre-exist. We don't want to remake anything that's already there. But I just can't. I, I ran DC Water when uh, the stimulus funds came through from the banking crisis, and we were just replacing old stuff with the same. And it was such a loss of what could have happened. Now, that was 2008, 2009, so there weren't as many new technologies that there are today. Today, oh my gosh, we can take a utility and reduce their operating costs, not just re in de decrease the increase. We could reduce it. We can respond to climate change. We can make it more affordable. We can make systems that are more resilient to extreme weather, which we know are coming. But only if we have the aforethought and intention of putting those projects in place. We can do this, and it's going to take all of us working together to get to that goal. Well, certainly you both are a galvanizing force for that. So <laughs> We're um, excited. It, it's, it's definitely worth uh, getting all fired up about. It's hard work. It is hard work, but it's definitely worth getting fired up about. What are some of the other projects you're working on with Xylem right now, specifically? I know you've got, um, sounds like you've got an intern slash volunteer mm -hmm. that's on board, but um, any other specific projects that you've got in the works? I tell you what I like. Um, what Xylem is putting together, uh, which I think is really valuable, because when I was at DC Water, you were always nervous about startups because you weren't sure if they had the staying power, do they have the capital, do they have the resources needed. If you're a big utility, I can't afford to bring on some group that may not, they lose a key person. We run a little uh, startup and we know if one of our people gets sick, that hurts us because there's only 10 of us at the moment before we scale up. And plus, what go out on the trade floor, which of all these things should we, well, Xylem has curated and selected the best of the best and then put the firepower behind a publicly traded company behind it. So that gives me great confidence. That's why I loved working with Xylem when I was DC Water. I have a curated set of the best technologies. I have a huge company that's gonna back it and I can bring that to bear. So it has the best of the cool new ideas and the deep bench of resources. And I think Xylem is putting that together Xylem View, which was just a big part of the Investor Day for Xylem just a few weeks back. Xylem View, it's a, it's a world of digital solutions, not just in the classic software, but pumps that are smart and treatment plant optimization that is smart. All of those things fit together. And the question is, can you consult with the utility to determine which of the pieces are relevant? What order do they integrate with each other? All the questions. And that's where I'm most excited that Xylem is going. Hey, I'm part of that. I, I'm an advisor to Xylem and love seeing that unfold, of learning from it. But also, that's the same kind of thing Moonshot does. And how we can make those two mutually supportive is where I'm really, really excited. Sounds great. I was just going to say, led by Patrick, um, you're a huge visionary at um, Xylem. George and, and Patrick 
think the same way. You know, they have a vision. If you ever see Patrick's speech, I mean, speak, he's just so passionate about everything and has, you know, all these great ideas and he really cares about the water industry. Patrick so. is the head of a big publicly traded company, but he reminds me of the public sector people I've been around my Absolutely. whole career. Yeah. And that's just such a gift to someone who's as good at business as he is, but has the heart of someone who's as committed to the public good as anyone I've met. And yeah, we're so very fortunate. Zion is a tremendous asset on that And line. George, he will not admit it, but that is the type of person he is. And so. El Cho, I mean, so yeah. many of the people that I know at, at Zylem have those same attributes. It's a great thing. We really are yeah. very fortunate. Yeah. So I always end my podcast with question. I've already asked you this question, but, you know, maybe your answer's changed in the last six months. I don't know. Um, but then I'll ask you, George, and then um, Natalie, then you can answer it after. And that is... What is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Most important thing I, gosh, I wonder what I did answer the last time. My memory never works that long. The most important thing I've learned in the water business so far is how well people work together to solve things. It really is a people business and almost everybody in every part of the sector, private, investment, public, are, what's unique that I see is they're all committed to doing something that matters. Publicly traded company has to make profits, but the people committed to make. When you get people together who want to make the difference and bring all those skills, it's astonishing what can be done. That's but my is why I have stayed in the in the business. It's because I just love that. Yeah, and I would say just going back to, you know, these underserved communities who are so overwhelmed. Um, it's it's great to have company like Moonshot that can help them, you know, that there haven't been that many companies that can come along. I think there's one thing that distinguishes Moonshot is obviously it's led by these, the top sort of level people. But um, yeah, I think there are not a lot of companies out there. I think there's other companies, again, that will hand a report over, but it's been really rewarding to be part of the solution to the problems in the water sector. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> I think that's what was so similar in Xylem. What we want is to find solutions. And that is that makes all life worth living and work worth doing. And I think we got that both. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you both. Great to meet you again. Thank you. I hope you'll come back for more episodes of Solving Water anytime. Just let me know. Um, let to have you back on. But enjoy the rest of your show, and we'll uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank, thank you, kindly, you, man. It's been a delight. Yes, thank you. Many thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you'll come back and join us for the next episode in the 2021 WEFTEC series. More information can be found at the link in today's show notes, and please contact me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or via LinkedIn with questions, feedback, or to be a guest on Solving Water.